All right, Lisa, that's all yours. Okay. Thank you. Hi, everyone. Thank you for um, allowing me to do service tonight. Um, that's the one thing I can never do enough of and to show my gratitude uh, to God and to my fellows uh, for uh, so much for everything I have received since I've come into these rooms. Uh, you know, what was it like? Well, it was, you know, it, it's funny because uh, before I came into these rooms, I didn't know I had a problem. I just didn't, I didn't know anything about OA. I didn't know anything about, you know, compulsive overeating. I knew I could eat as much as I wanted. Uh, uh, I had good cooks. They ate, everybody was eating the same. And I, I really didn't realize I had a problem. And I would, you know, I would just eat. As long as I didn't waste the food, they didn't care, you know, and they were happy. If I ever got sick and I didn't eat, well, it was like they were going to feed me until it got better. And so I, I really didn't realize I had a problem. And I remember one time uh, my grandmother came to visit us, and she, I had lost weight. I had gotten down to my ideal weight. And she said, oh, you just lost too much weight. I got to cook for you. You know, that's how my family loved you. They cooked for you. Uh, if you and we, we had this running joke in our family. If you wonder to find anybody in our house, you go to the kitchen. That's where everybody would congregate, in the kitchen. And, I mean, that's just that's just the way I grew up. And, you know, food was just... Uh, it was it was just the the center of activity in our family, and you know we never we always cook more than enough, and it wasn't just for us it was just it was also for someone who may stop by because there was nothing for my family to say, "Oh, go take Mr. So and so something go take Miss so and so something because they're sick or they can't cook or something whatever. But it was, wasn't just us. And, you know, so I grew up around food. I ate it, and everybody was happy. Uh, I did lose weight, and I got down to my regular weight quite a few times. Uh, but, you know, it never stayed off. You know, I tried every diet there was, and whether it was the cabbage soup diet, whether it was that diet. I even went to a commercial weight loss program. And that was, I mean, that was, <laughs> and that in itself was hilarious because my friend and I would go, we would weigh in, sit there for the meeting, and then we'd leave and say, okay, where are we going to eat dinner now? <laughs> it was like, it was hilarious because we'd just pay our money Get away! I don't think I lost more than ten pounds because we were just going, you know, go to where we're going to eat. We're going to eat our dinner at now, and we'll just go and go to a restaurant and eat and have whatever cocktails we're going to have. So that was just a lot. And it's funny because one time we ran into our, uh, we ran into our, you know, leader. 
So, um, so food, you know, food has always been a part of my life, and uh, but I never knew anything about. I just never knew about character defects. I didn't know about emotional eating. I didn't, you know, I didn't know anything about that. That that was not in my thought realm. Now, I grew up around alcoholics. Um, we, you know, in my family, and so food was just. I didn't know food was an addiction. Only thing I knew was alcohol was an addiction. But as I I went to a, I eventually entered the rooms of recovery through another twelve step program, uh, and I was in that twelve step program for about seventeen years. I remember my therapist at one time telling me, she said, I I, I you know she's like I think you may want to go to Overeaters Anonymous, you know you at two hundred pounds. And I was like, really? And I didn't want to come because I had been in this other program for 17 years. I couldn't understand why this one program couldn't solve this problem, too. But begrudgingly, I came into two rooms OA. I wanted you to give me my 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 diet. So I can leave and lose the weight. I was good at following diet. I'll follow the diet to the letter and I will lose the weight. But I had a problem because my problem was when I lost the weight, I expected the weight to stay off and I could go back to eating. So I was thinking I can eat as much as I want now because the weight is off and, you know, and and it wasn't supposed to come back. I mean, that's how bad my thinking was. I didn't know anything about an allergy except for the, the, you know, the medical version of an allergy where, you know, you eat something, you break out. I didn't know about the allergy of, you know, the mind where you eating something, you can't stop. I didn't know anything about that. I mean, I was totally in the dark about, you know, food addictions. So I came into the rooms. I say, I... And the only reason I say because I wanted that diet, and I never got it. And I just came here, and I just stayed, and I just listened, and I'm like, okay, maybe tomorrow, maybe tomorrow, maybe tomorrow they'll give. But what happened is I heard what I needed to hear. I heard people talk about emotional eating. I heard somebody talk about emotional eating and I'm like emotional eating and they talked about how you know when they you know they use food to deal with whatever was going on in life when they was you know when they was angry they were sad they were eat over these things I'm like oh so that's what they okay I can relate to that because I I can see that's what I do you know the light bulb was starting to Oh, it's starting to, you know, light up over my head. And awareness was growing. That door of awareness was opening. So I decided, okay, I'm going to keep coming back. I want to know more about this emotional eating. And I did at one point shortly after hearing this person share about their emotional eating, 
I was eating something, a package of something, and I was eating. I couldn't. I just kept eating it until I was so stuffed. I was just stuffed. I was filled to the gills. And the one moment I stopped eating, just to breathe, I could not. I I could not. I did not want to feel the tears that was swelling up inside of me because I wanted to cry and I wanted to cry. But instead of the crying, I took more food and stuffed those tears down because coming from an alcoholic home, you know, you, you know, you just didn't do that. You know, um, you just didn't do that. And so I, I, I stuffed. I took food and stuffed down those tears, and then it also allowed me to understand. You know, when life was going good, I would lose the weight. I would go on a diet, lose the weight, and people would say, "Oh, you got a new man in your life. You don't lost all that weight." It had nothing to do with a man at all. It just had to do. Oh, my life is going good. The birds are chirping. The sun is out. I'm doing good. Let me just lose this weight. And then no sooner than when life starts uh, taking a turn for for the worse, I would gain the weight back. And, and it, it, that's just how it went. I went on this yo-yo, emotional yo-yo. And I didn't understand that either until I came into OA. So I stayed in OA. I came in these rooms, and I stayed. And is that 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 person shared by emotional eating helped me to stay. And I came, and I listened. I got a sponsor. I got, you know, all the literature. I went to meetings. I did the work through the steps. And I worked the program. I just worked the program as hard as I could. And I just kept coming back because they said, keep coming back. Don't stop before the miracles happen. Keep coming back. Don't stop before the miracles. And that's what kept me coming back. And then they, you know, and I was being, I was being, uh, I was being led to, what was being in fit spiritual condition? What is the spiritual program? See, I, I I grew up in religion, but I didn't have the spirituality part uh, because I what I did as far as my higher power of God, I treated my higher power as a genie. I rubbed the lamp and I expected God to give me all my wishes, including food. And I'm supposed to be happy once he gave me all my wishes. And that's the way I treated my higher power. But this program and my sponsors taught me how to work a spiritual program. They took me through the steps. And I worked those steps. Uh, I the present sponsor I have now, she made me write out my food 
am I red light, green light, yellow light food? She helped me to find out what foods that were good for me. And that's the one thing, that was one of the important things I found out in being in this program is what was, you know, because when I first came in the program, I was following everybody else. They say, you don't eat that, I didn't eat that. You say, you don't eat this, I don't eat this. You eat that, I'll eat that. I didn't know what was right for me, what was right for Lisa. And I was grateful to my sponsor that I have now because she helped me find out what is right for you. You know, what is it that you need to do to find your your abstinence? But also, what is it you need to do with your spiritual life to help you stay abstinent? See, because I didn't, you know, this, um, you know, I I didn't know that character defects was tied into food, you know, growing up. I mean, that's why I kept doing this yo-yo diet, but I had to work on those character defects. I had to do that, those steps one through 12 over and over again until I was able to write down the things that I was responsible for. Like, you know, like I've heard many times, steps one through three, that's all, those were my trust in God steps. Four through 11, that was cleaning my side of the street. And step 12 was helping others. See, I, and that clean, you know, and I didn't trust God. I wanted God to give me what I want. I didn't really trust him because, see, he wasn't giving me what I wanted. So that means, well, I'll just throw you in the corner. So I had to learn to trust God. And I also had to learn to clean my side of the street and stop blaming everybody else for what was going on in my life because I played a part in everything. I may didn't want to look at it, but if I did those steps, I saw the part I played in everything that was going on, and that was fueling my defects of character, that anger, the resentment, the self-pity, the dishonesty, the fears. I played a part in it, and I had to work on cleaning my side of the street. I had to make those amends, which I didn't want to do. But I had to make those amends. I and then steps ten through twelve, those were my maintenance steps. I have to constantly every day do those maintenance steps. Do that daily inventory. Do that prayer and meditation every day. Look for five somebody minutes I left. can help every day. So Did you hear five minutes? Yeah, five minutes left. Thank you. So I had to constantly, I have to constantly do that to help me stay in fit spiritual condition. It's not easy, but I have received a lot of miracles. I have received miracles in these rooms of recovery. You know, I had a lot of illnesses. I didn't know what was going on. For 30 plus years, I had a problem with my skin. 
and I had an allergy. I didn't know that. I had both allergies. I had a food, you know, uh, obsession of the mind over food where I I couldn't eat just one. I had to eat the whole bag. But I also had an allergy where I eat certain foods. I physically, my, my body physically reacted. You know, I found out that um, I had an autoimmune disorder. For years, I had been, you know, going to the doctor and telling them, I, you know, there were certain things that were going on with me. And I was able, God was able to reveal these different things, you know, saying that, you know, I had a problem with my thyroid. I had rheumatoid arthritis. You know, these things were revealed to me, and I wasn't going out of my mind. But that's because I, I decided to lay down my ego and become humble. And that's what I found is one of the major, major ingredients for me to work in this program is becoming humble, being honest with myself. Being honest with my higher power, I got to be humble. I have to let go. Self-knowledge availed me nothing. I can't take the easier, softer way. I took the easier, softer way. It didn't work. I got to work this program like my life depends on it because it does. There's no other place for me to go because I've gone down the road, different roads. And I was even, I was headed either to the cemetery, a mental institution, or I was going to jail. That's where I was going. But I'm grateful my higher power led me into these rooms. And do I practice a perfect program? No. No, I don't practice a perfect program. But I practice a program in which I can practice the principle of progress, not perfection. I try to practice the principles of of attraction over promotion. I try to practice the principles over personalities. Because for me, for me to keep my, to stay in fit, fit, spiritual condition, I have to stick to principles and not get into personalities. So with that, I'll just turn over some more time. I thank you very much for allowing me to share. And uh, my number is 215-843-3122, 215-843. Three one two two, and uh, that's a safe landline, and I'm in the Eastern Time Zone. <laughs>